you ever try to boil five gallons of water with a flashlight? It took three days. <laughs> Did you ever dry hop with your mouth, <laughs> pussy? <laughs> Welcome back to the Jojatorium. Well, I think remember, remember too, whenever uh, it was, we found the the German Scheiser porn. That's not a lot of each other. You're in twerk classes over there. That's yeah, what yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fitness class. Working on them TikTok videos you like so much. Dead face. Welcome back to Judge Torium. You know who it is. It's Adam. It's Matt. We're decaying with the boys. And whether you like it or not, learn to love it because the best thing going. Woo! Do you love to homebrew? How about learning about beer and how it goes from grains to your glass? Do you want to check out some of the most influential ambassadors of the homebrew scene? Well, now's your chance. Because Homebrew Con is not like the other homebrew fests and competitions you've seen before. So from June 23rd to June 25th, the 44th annual Homebrew Con will have keynote speakers from Westchester University, Omega Yeast, Cicerone Certification Programming, Victory Brewing, Grainworks Brewing, Yakima, False Bottom Girls, and so much more. Come try some of the most experimental beers in the scene, learn something new, make some vital connections, and rub elbows with Brewing Elite. And you also get to party down with some of the best brewers in the brewing game. Tickets are still available, and you can get yours right now by heading over to homebrewcon.org. Just make sure you tell them that the boys sent you. We are back, and we do have a guest, and we have a lovely guest who invited us yeah. to his brand new spot. Pretty sexy, huh? It's so sexy. It's looking good. I'm loving this so much. So we are on location at the soon-to-be-open Arboretum Trail, and we are joined by the wonderful Ben Steffen, head brewer, co-owner. Is that accurate? I'm saying that. Yeah. I cool. Mean, basically, everything except for artwork. Yeah. <laughs> also, artist. He's being humble. No. No. <laughs> uh, but so, thank you so much for allowing us to come in. Yeah, um, absolutely. You were just on not too long ago, and you you broke some really cool news. So it was nice for you to have us come back, and we get to talk to you more about what your journey and how things are going, man. Uh, so before we get started. Let's drop all your socials. There's still support to be had. So yep. go ahead and lay it out for everybody uh, where they can find you and your beer. Yes, yeah, so we got uh, Instagram and uh, Facebook. It's uh, Arboretum Trail Brewing Co. Um, our website, arboretumtrailbrewing.com. Uh, we have about 15 uh, different distributors carrying our beer, um, mainly Duffy's and Zoe's down in the South Hills. Uh, Mike's Beer Bar, we're always on tap. Uh, Hampton Beer Outlet. Uh, and various others that I know I'm going to forget uh, yeah. a couple out there. But, um, yeah, you know, hit up our website. Everybody's listed on there uh, and find out where our beer is at. Wonderful. Yeah, and if you want to, I think Mike's Beer Barn is where I, I think I've had your stuff first. The okay. very first time I was down at Mike's nice. Beer Barn, which is awesome. Bar. 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 I apologize. It's not a barn. It's yeah. by the stadium. That's where I'm from. <laughs> no barn. Yeah. 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 Barn drop by you. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I'm from. So we are going to get into this incredible journey that you had. Going from the oven to the garage to now this yeah. great space. But before we do, we are in your home and you prepared yeah. some delicious beers for us. So you got beers, it's round one, put them together. <laughs> round one beers, what we got. See, I, I knew that yeah. was coming. <laughs> I've done this before now. Uh, hey, you know what? Scissor me, beer daddy. <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> didn't, didn't scare the shit out of me this time. I'm scared. Yeah. All right. So anyway, beer. Uh, cowgirl candy. So if you did not go to Best Brunch Ever, which is probably the best uh, festival ever put on, uh, this is a 10% bar- American barley wine uh, with candied bacon. Wow. Yeah. Okay. We we started right off the cliff. There's no there's no easing into this one. Um, Were you hold me later? Yeah. <laughs> and drag both of you the degenerates out of here. I was going to say, uh, you definitely started off with a banger, man. I can, yeah. I can, the whole flavor profile is there. It's, it's so. It's a crazy beer. It, it took, uh, I want to say, all of three weeks to really round itself out in the tank. I mean, I was, I was getting a little worried there for a while. Um, yeah. But it finally it calmed itself down enough to, I was, I was good to package it. Yeah. Um, took it to Best Brunch. Got mixed reviews. Uh, some people love it. Uh, shout out to John Ruber. <laughs> uh, other people fucking hated it. Said it was bacon water, which uh, that sounds amazing. After drinking, yeah, I mean, after drinking eighteen sours, it probably did taste like water. So yeah, it is what it is. No, some people were wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. we don't believe in you. Some people have opinions, and some of those are wrong. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah those ones. <laughs> I think it's stuff. good, and like having it, I had it at the festival, and having it. On a blank palate, I get a lot more of the candied part of the bacon. Yeah. Because at the festival, I got a lot of the bacon and a lot of the smoke. And it was still wonderful. It's so more, It's more, there's more flavors there. Yeah. So it is actually candied bacon. Uh, Maryland's on Maine in Uniontown. Oh, uh, yeah. That's some of the best candied bacon around. Um, I can vouch for it because I ate probably, you know, 15 pieces <laughs> while, while we were brewing. There should have been more in there. But it's, they use this concoction of, I think it's honey, brown sugar, cayenne, um, and whatever babies are made out of, it yeah. was it was amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, and you can you get that that smokiness all throughout, and it lingers after you take your sip. It makes you want to come back for more, and that barley wine staying on it too. This is such a good beer. Uh, thank you for pouring it out for us. I am very worried though that if this is the first beer that we're gonna have, uh... <laughs> it only goes up from here. Shit. <laughs> So I'm going to ask you important questions then while we have our minds yeah, about ourselves. So absolutely. Again, you know, this is now, this is your home, uh, but it's no yep. secret. This place was couch. Yep. So you had to come in here and you, you were tasked with making this place your own. Clearly you have, and, and there's going to be shots here throughout this episode where I'm going to take some shots and you guys can see how this has changed over, but I got to know, uh, what have you done, uh, decor wise to bring your flair to the establishment? So, I mean, honestly, uh, people that were used to going to couch probably won't recognize it. Um, all different colors. Uh, you know, we painted the floors, no more blue floor. Um, as soon as the uh, shipping wars <laughs> come to an end, we'll, we'll have some tabletops and uh, some new chairs, uh, some new stools. So honestly, the only thing, I don't know if they can see it, uh, the black couch in the back, that's really the last... You can see it right here. I'll take okay. a shot of it. They'll yeah. see it right there. There it is, right there. We <laughs> uh, made a little uh, kind of a cozy nook with a fireplace and everything, uh, but that's the only piece that stayed. Cool, man. Yeah, so then I know this place had uh, its flair and the previous owner, and, and, you, and like I said, you've clearly taken it over. And you said, was that the only piece you kept, or are there other things that you kept from couch at well, all? Well, uh, the only piece out here, I, some of the brewing equipment, obviously yeah. fermenters stayed uh some pumps and filters and, okay. and things of that nature. But, um, it was, it was pretty much a, a clean house, uh, three dumpsters worth of, yeah. of stuff. Yeah. 
So then the process of like fully redesigning the place, like picking the colors and, you know, where you wanted to go with it. Cause you know, our breed of trail is very focused on outdoorsy yep. woodsy. Um, so did you like link up with your artist that you usually have for your cans to kind of work on some stuff? So actually we were, um, my business partner and I were at Lowe's, uh, getting paint for something else. And he was like, Oh, we should pick out wall colors. I was like, all right. I grabbed like four swatches. I was like, what do you think? He said, ah, uh, maybe this or this. And I said, let's this and this. Okay. It was done. Wow. <laughs> That's that was <laughs> now I, I I'll roll that back. Uh, yeah. my wife did say, suggested the sage green. So you see that kind of behind yeah. where Matt is there. Uh, that was kind of her call. And we, okay. We did actually pick a sage green, but the Brown was, I mean, completely on the fly. I would love to go out to eat with you. Be like, bam, where do you want to eat? McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, boom. Done. Done. Get done. In and out of here. Yep. So let's get a little nerdy here because yeah. we're all beer heads. You guys more than me. I'm more of a customer. You guys are the guys who make the stuff. So dishwasher. I am a dishwasher. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. I am a tank cleaner. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Cellarman. That's, that's the yeah, cellarman. cellarman. There you go. Is that actually a term? Yes. Yeah, but you're not like... Come on. You're not kegging my beer or even cleaning my kegs yet. You're mm -hmm. you're an assistant cellarman. Ooh. Yeah. Sounds really fancy. It's way better it than, does. It's way better than best dishwasher ever. Yeah. <laughs> but, I am, but, but I am that too. But I am that too. All right. Uh, so uh, clearly you upgraded here. So prior to the, you know, when you came here, it looks like you definitely upgraded the output here. So what, what, how much beer can you make right now as we sit in your brew house? So um, if I'm working at a pretty high pace, I could do about 750 barrels a year um, with my current setup. So I, I brought the three and a half barrel uh, fermenters from my house over, and then I kept um, all of Couch's seven barrel uh, equipment. So um, for hustling, I, I'm pretty comfortable saying we could put out 750. Wow. And, that, and that's got to be a huge up from. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, maximum, I think we were doing, we would have done 175. And that's without like wow. working full time jobs and everything, <laughs> living in the basement. I was going to say, just what was already here would have been double your oh, yeah. from your house. Easily. And then you brought the house stuff over, too. Yeah, so it's, that's insane. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a packed room back there with Absolutely. tanks now. It's looking good. And you can see that room space right here because I'm going to take another shot yeah. and put it <laughs> right there. Right there. So uh, with that new space, are you able to kind of expand what you make? Are you going to challenge yourself a little more? Is there anything kind of in the workings for you? Yeah, no, it's it's – I mean, it completely changes everything. So – um, obviously with the extra tank space, uh, little tanks are going to be kind of devoted at first to, um, doing some loggers, um, definitely some barrel aging. Uh, I'm sure you'll take a shot of, of my racks right that are back here. there, right there. <laughs> uh, I got a little nutty with them at, at the beginning. I've had to hold back a little bit, but, um, those are going to get filled pretty quick, uh, and get ready for some, some events down the road, cool. uh, near and far. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, so is there any one particular beer that you kind of have an idea on? If you could talk about it that you really want to put out for people that you had, you weren't able to make before that you want to make now that, that loggers, you know, the, the whole line. I mean, I had an Oktoberfest as a, uh, as a home brewer that I just didn't have room and yeah. time to do. Now I can actually, you know, sit something back for a couple months. Um, that'll probably be the first lager that you see come out. It's going to be an Oktoberfest and then I'll try to do a fest beer if I can, I can squeeze it in. Wonderful. So with new spaces comes new equipment. With that new equipment comes uh, some splurges. So yeah. looking back and all that equipment, what's the one thing you really, 
you really spent a lot of money on back there if you wanted. <laughs> Those barrels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't tell my business partner what uh, how much I spent on those, but yeah, it's an and investment. we won't. No. We won't. <laughs> he doesn't look at the invoices, so that's Perfect. good. Uh, but no, it's, I mean, it's, it's enough for right now. Um, but yeah, we'll keep that. We'll keep that running pretty hard. That's I usually use the bash brew, uh, company credit card to buy stuff too, that I don't tell Adam about. We don't even have barrels. Yeah. 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 <laughs> barrel shows up at my house. I'm going to have some questions. The things I buy with your credit card will not show up at your house. I promise you that they're going to my house. <laughs> I got a, I got a 15 gallon one you can have. Ooh. It's going to be a big there brew day. It's gonna we're going to have to brew twice to fill that, but we can do that. That's we'll okay. So with, with that new equipment and, and you've expanded here and you're talking about doing some loggers here, um, did you look at your former set of equipment and decide like, hey, listen, you were working hard for me before, but I got to cut you from a team. Did you leave anything behind? Uh, so since your co-host was, was there when we were moving equipment, yeah. I feel, feel like he was a fucking trader. Oh yeah. So that's cool. Cool. No, no. <laughs> no, I did not. I you did didn't not, tell him? I did not feed him that question. Oh. I didn't tell him that, I didn't tell Ooh, him that something didn't make juicy. it Juicy. Okay. Do it. What happened? <laughs> All right. Fine. <laughs> Fucking guys. Uh, so in my mind, I was completely convinced that this commercial refrigerator that I have in my garage uh, fits through the door that's there now. Apparently, the real story is that that door wasn't there when I first brought it in. And then I put the door there. So we get that thing to the door. And we tried and tried and tried, and it wasn't coming out. It almost crushed ourselves. Yeah, almost killed Took ourselves. Took the doors off the hinges and everything, trying to get it out. So, and this is just for your editing session, but it's the only time in my life where I was told it was too big. So, <laughs> that's <laughs> <Yeah>. staying in. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm never sure what's what's allowed. So, that, yeah, you can say issues. anything you want. I love it. I love it. So, the funny story about that is, yeah. So that thing lasted a year. It was a hoss. You know, kept. Uh, everything good for us. I put it back against the wall, or we put it back against the wall, and it stopped working. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, at least now you can take it out in pieces. Yeah. 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 So if I can't get the thermostat to stop freezing itself, uh, yeah, it's coming out in pieces. Oh, wow, man. That sucks, because that sounds like that would really come in handy, especially uh, when you're It would have been great here, because, I mean, I have two walk-ins, but that, that third fridge would have been good for uh, yeah. yeast and, um, and my hops and stuff, so... It is what it is. I, sure. I have room. It was, yeah. It was, uh, yeah. I sound like a complete traitor, but I did not tell that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was. I, I honestly was, forgot about that after yeah. after getting everything in here. I was just so happy we got everything Ooh. else here. So. Well, I'm happy I wrote that question. Yeah. Because that's that a good one. Stirring the pot. You're really yeah. making me look like a Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> <a> big old traitor. <laughs> Oh, you might have the wrong guy. I don't know. No, no, that's yeah. his name. That's definitely his, yeah. he's a traitor too. He's a super, <laughs> he's super traitor. He's one of those dumb Brits. Yeah, he's, yeah, I think he played Doctor What. So, uh, is Dr. there <laughs> Doctor How? No, oh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Is there anything uh, that you are still looking forward to buying to bring into this new space? Uh, I mean, I know talking to Adam that a brewer's desire to buy new equipment never dies. Never. And just because you have this set up now does not mean that your brain is still not just turning the gear. So what's one thing you really want to get in here? Um, so I am getting a new canning line. Nice. Um, yeah. It's just it doesn't make sense to, to spend 12 to 15 hours per batch canning. Yeah. Uh, just with with everything out here and then obviously uh, up to production, we just don't 
it's not feasible. Yeah. It's not efficient. So um, that will hopefully be here, I would say, end of July. Okay. Um, so we'll kind of muddle through what we have. Uh, we won't do a ton of cans enough just to keep our distributors happy and right. do some some of the cans over the bar. But once that comes, yeah. uh, we'll really still be able to pump out some cans. So right now, the canning system that you have, is it like a single fill kind of thing? Or it's, how's uh, that it's, a, it's a dual head uh, counter pressure filler, but it's more or less a one-person operation. And to do 25 cases, it takes, I mean, a good 12 to 15 hours with oh, lab- wow. yeah. rolling the labels and everything. Right. It's just, like I said, it's it can be a one-person job, but with everything else that's encompassed with, you know, increased space production and having a tap room, it just doesn't make sense to for any of us to, to stand back there and right you know yeah. burn an entire day because speed speed really does play a factor here especially when you want to push product out i want to say efficiency matters i yeah. i mean speed isn't always good um would you say like the efficiency that comes with or the speed that comes with efficiency then is yeah. more of a better way to yeah, say that. Yeah. quality doesn't suck. right yeah. right right yeah so then the, the new canning system that you're getting i'm interested in the canning side of it because that's something i didn't really get to do too much um so the, the system that you're getting now, is that going to be like one of those belt feed or is it? No, it's a smaller one. It's called a gosling. Okay. So it's um about as big as this table that we're at now, okay. uh, maybe a little bit bigger. Um, but usually takes one to two people to run it. Uh, they do have some add-ons. I didn't get them uh, put on the initial order. Um, but basically one person will run the fill side and then the other person um, will run the, uh, the dispensing side. Cans coming off and... Um, you know, if we have some extra help, we can, you know, have somebody rolling labels. That's instantaneous cool, And yeah. getting the, the toppers on and everything. So. That's how you get your experience. There yeah. You come and roll some labels. I would love yeah. to. It's, it's something I didn't really get a chance to do. I was invited out a couple times, but it was like during times I couldn't come down, like during COVID and everything. Yeah, it's, so on, I, it's on your way home. Yeah, it actually. From, from day jobs. So yeah, yeah. I could definitely swing through. I'd love to. If you'll have me, I would Absolutely. love to help out. Um, but yeah, uh, that, the canning side of things and like distribution are things that I'm, I'm really interested in because... Uh, and we'll see in the second half here. There's some questions from people who listen to us about the difference yeah. between like cans and bottles and crowlers and stuff. So, you know, just I want to get a hands-on experience with how those all change up. So, um, other than the canning, then, so yeah, that's already coming. Do you have a wish list item that you want to get your hands on? Uh, I know our my first big expense is going to be to redo the glycol. So, in bigger breweries, you have a loop. So, um, with my tanks that get that got added in, I can't just tap into the line and okay. run after having the entire thing redone well looking at the speed at which it cools now i just don't think it's feasible to um add four more tanks into that loop yeah and just say okay well these guys will handle it because i don't think they can okay so i'm gonna have to upgrade the uh the glycol output and then get the loop redone so okay. that's probably yeah. that's a big one yeah probably, yeah 15k probably well, that's it. You have that, man. Yeah, it's in my, it's in my back pocket. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, once he's open for a month, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be fine. You know, that's, it's it's easy to do things. Yeah. Open your own business. It's it's yeah. super easy, especially in Allegheny County. It's yeah. super fucking easy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love Allegheny County. Yeah, they work with us very well. Thank they're, you. They're wonderful. <laughs> that's Ben sits uh, on one side of his pants because your wallet's so thick. Yes. Oh, yeah, on the other side. Allegheny yes. County saved so much money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so much money. It was. Super. Where's the, moving is that, on? Is that all red tape on the floor? Well, hold on. <laughs> so, so 
so we are you know, we're sitting in this in this brewery and uh i i have to say i was fascinated with how you did crowdfunding because you know people see like the kickstarter yeah but you went through a unique opportunity with was it honeycomb honeycomb right. honeycomb so it looks like it really came through for you um you had a ton of fans of your beer already and they showed out for you it was wild i mean um I don't remember if I told you guys a story uh, last time I was on, but, um, you know, I was going to my day job and I just got a random call, um, from Honeycomb in Pittsburgh. And they said, Hey, you know, we think you'd be good for, um, our crowdfunding type thing. Let's have a meeting, had a meeting with them. It made sense. It's something that, you know, I'm not giving up any equity in the company. It's basically just people investing and getting, getting their money back. So I said, yeah, you know, it makes sense. Uh, we filled all of our, um, our paperwork out and went through. Uh, we had 46 days to hit our goal. So we did a minimum of 50 and then maximum of 150. Um, 44 days went by and it was very nerve wracking yeah. and slow. And I thought, <laughs> man, I am fucked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was watching those frantic uh, social media posts. Yeah, Again, yeah. Arboretum Shell Brewing on Facebook, Instagram, and arboretumshellbrewing.com. So it's seen the frantic, the frantic posting. I was like, Oh shit. So I started like texting people like, did you yet? Yeah. Like go, 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 go. So, uh, so leading up to that day, you must've been like, those last it. 48 hours were fucking wild. <laughs> it was like, I, I <laughs> it had to be, I saw the line. Yep. <laughs> yeah. it, I mean, I don't, I can't even think of an analogy right now, but it just, it was like, it'd be like going from a monastery to spring break. Like yeah. it just, we went from like activity, wow. like family, family members, and then just people coming out of the woodwork, people that I had no, people I mentioned it to, you know, four weeks ago. And, you know, I was, I was on people pretty hard and they they're all, they're all still my friends, which is amazing yeah. because I mean, I was sending text <laughs> messages big. probably twice a week, yeah. um, almost every day at the end. So it's just, I mean, everybody showed out. It's uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. this wouldn't have been possible without that. Yeah, so were you already looking at this building before, even before yeah. Honeycomb contacted yeah, you? Yeah, so was, okay. it almost coincided perfectly. Um, we had looked at this, and I think it was the Monday after we looked at it the first time, and then they called me, and I was like, holy crap. And, you know, the stars aligned, and um, Couch and I kind of came to an agreement, and then the Honeycomb paperwork went through, and it, I mean, it, it's worked out. So yeah. um, everything looks good on paper, and... Uh, we're hopefully getting that stamp next week yeah. or I guess when you put this out, it'll be this week. Yeah. So it'll Sunday. Yeah. So if Sunday for audio and Monday for yeah. video, so hopefully yeah. on Monday that we can post this with a congratulatory, yeah. uh, way yeah. to go, Ben. Yeah. Just everybody keep checking the yeah. Yeah. Arboretum trail social medias to see when opening day is. Arboretum Child Brewing on Facebook and Instagram and their website, arboretumchildbrewing.com. Because it's coming any day now. Any, any, day. Day. any day. Any day. day. That's why we came here today. Because we were hoping today would be the day, but unfortunately it's not. But that does not mean that we won't be able to help you announce it. You were so close. I know. So close. I got that call this morning. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Lawyer calls me. Yeah. Last time he did that, it was, hey, your license got approved. Yeah. And that was a year ago in May. And so I thought, okay, great sign. This is going to be a fucking great Friday. Yeah. <laughs> hey, bud, we need some more paperwork. God damn it. Ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't anything major. So, it, uh, I mean, it got sent over, and um, 
I'm really hoping the Harrisburg just says, okay. Yeah, just waiting good. for that last little checkbox. Yeah. That's cool, man. And it looks like, I mean, very arduous going through, but it sounds like right now your communication with like third party stakeholders and stuff, like you're, you're having a good time with them at least, at least yeah. they're working with you really well. Yeah. And I think that's always a good sign, you know, uh, it's always a good sign to see that. And I, you know, we always hope the best for you. And I hope that when we Thank do you. put out this, this out on Sunday or Monday, it gets to come along with, uh, our room child opening yeah. day is pop. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so going back to the crowdfunding, so lots of people came out and they really helped you out, especially in those last 48 hours. Yeah. Um, so is there anything that you're going to be doing for like major contributors? Well, any, any contributor, anybody that put in, uh, you know, and uh, some people, you know, family, uh, my wife, especially my wife, um, you know, contributing to um, the insanity that is this project and this brainchild. Um, so we're going to have a little party. I was actually contacted by Honeycomb this week. Uh, they have a date in mind, so um, we're gonna have everybody down. Cool. Um, it's gonna be kind of just family, friends, investors only. Um, it'll be catered. Just have everybody down and be like, That's you cool. know, this, you know, directly. You put your money bought this table, or you know, you guys did this paint. Oh, that's like, really cool, man. So it's, it's like really show them where the yeah. money ended up. Yeah. In the, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. It kind of reminds me of like the ripoff, the ripoff version that I think of is always like back in our undergrad when you buy the brick to put it in the, uh, in the walkway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, you spend $10,000, yeah. you get a brick. Well, at least here you can drink beer and look at the cool things that yeah. you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, unnamed university, I peed on those bricks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> so with the crowdfunding, and it, it seemed, I mean, Crowdfunding is never easy, but it looks like it really helped you out. So, is this something that you maybe plan on doing in the future? Uh, I can I could see us doing it again. Um, it's really going to depend on the projects that are coming up. I have a couple things. Uh, I hate to say it, uh, coals in the fire. Is I think is that what they yeah. the term they use? Yeah. But um, yeah, some ideas I'm kicking around and uh, some things I'm looking at. But uh, yeah, no. It, judging by the success of this, and then. Um, you know, people can kind of build off of that and see what we did the first time. Yeah. It's awesome. You know, and it's kind of cool too. Like I, I, I want to say that you, you set some groundwork for some other breweries that are about to open. I've reached out to a few of them to kind of see what their process looks like. And it looks very similar to what you were doing, but they're not, they're not using honeycomb, but they're using some other of the avenues and it looks very similar. And, you know, I always wish every brewery luck, but I, I want to say, I think you really kind of set some groundwork here for breweries that want to make it work. Yeah, we were, we were really lucky. So, I mean, I'm not going to wish the stress on anybody that, um, that first year was for us, but, um, doing it on the small distribution scale, um, it was the, a good way to do it. Not taking the, you know, the huge bite out of the apple. And just kind of nibbling at it until an opportunity like this fell and then with that experience honeycomb could then say hey these guys have been in business for a year right it made sense they're not a startup company they're not a hey i got this pipe dream makes you a viable candidate yeah 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 Yeah. so that year in business um or almost a year in business when we signed up uh made a huge difference cool that's great man and it's it's good to see you thrive and all the things are coming together for you stars are aligning but I have to ask you for the starting lineup for opening day. I know you can't announce opening day, but what do we all hope hope to see when the Pirates open up? They'll actually have a good starting rotation. So I got to know, man, do you have an idea of the beers you want to have on tap for when patrons can walk through that front door? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been, I think about it, I think pretty much every day. Um, so yesterday, if you check our social media, yeah. Arbor Eden Trail. Arbor Michelle Brewing on Facebook and Instagram <laughs> at arborymichellebrewing.com. <laughs> That like the century three, uh, yeah. It's yeah. like it goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. We're, oh, the lineup. Uh, so yesterday, I phased your brain um, out. yeah, you did. <laughs> Some, I'm seeing that guy on that commercial. Fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so treetop sunrise, uh, blonde ale with laurel hops, uh, got brewed yesterday. Um, Activity in the fermenter, so it looks like that's going to be uh, ready here in a couple of days. Um, definitely re-enlisted IPA. Uh, that's my flagship. Yeah. Um, there is going to be a change to it. Um, you know, I was kind of waiting to do this for opening day, and um, I want to see what the reaction is without anybody really knowing what happened. Okay. But I'm excited. See, I love. I know the first thing I'm ordering now. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. So, um, and I do also have a barrel aged beer. Nice. I know the second thing I'm ordering. <laughs> <laughs> but I, mean, I can't wait to uh, use one of your cool flights. And I'll just, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And that's, we'll have a shot of that right here. <laughs> right here, yeah. So we got those in a couple of days ago. Uh, they matched the tabletops that we're getting. So, um, you know, that, that wood theme, that walnut, that um, earthy richness, uh, you'll, you'll be able to see it a lot in here. So I'm, I'm really excited. Cool, man. So uh, with... The big space you have here, so you you, launch, you had some collabs out on cans. So I want to know with the new space, do you have any collabs that are be coming up here anytime soon uh, with anybody else who wants to come down and share brew space with you? Yeah, so um, I just done a, a triple IPA with Union Brothers, uh, and I believe we're going to do something down here once um, you know I kind of kick the uh, the rust off and you yeah. know get back back into it real uh, hardcore there. Um, that uh, that idiot from Bash Brew is gonna come down and do. Ah, oh, hey, that guy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. mess. I'm gonna mess this <laughs> stuff up. We're, we're gonna, gonna come in there and just fuck up all the. We're gonna, we're gonna do something stupid like put Starburst in a beer. I don't know. I don't think you can do yeah. that. I don't, <laughs> I don't think you're, you're allowed to do. You're that. not allowed to do that. We're gonna break uh, the existing glycol loop. Yeah. Just yeah. Like yeah. We're just, one early. We're just gonna burn it out. Yeah. Gonna ferment it hot and hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh. God damn it! No. Uh, Probably uh, I'd like to do something else with Mondays. Um, you know, we did something at his place uh, that'll be on tap for opening week. Um, you know, kind of get him up here and get those guys involved up here. Um, and if there's anybody else out there that you know has an idea, well, this is your it's your opportunity. hard cam right there, man. If you have a <laughs> if you have a dream collab right now, say it to the hard cam before we go into a break here, and you can let them know who you want to work with. So go ahead, tell them Magic City. I'm looking at you. Yeah, Calling you out, Magic let's, City. Let's do Jay Campbell. Let's go. One of my favorite Rust Belt breweries that's already, not in Pittsburgh. I would I, love I that. Already have, I already have the idea in my head. You know, since he's already dreaming big, Burial Beer Company. Yeah. Hit him. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Bring your artists together. No, bring the breweries together. Be, that'd be a yeah. yeah. be, be pretty. We kind of hinted at it. Um, and then uh, it got us from Prototype. I talked to them a little bit. Nice. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping, you know, I can get those gypsies out here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're literal gypsies. Oh, yeah. They just, they're just transient. They just, just yeah. jump around to brewery to brewery, which is cool as shit. Yeah, man. They probably learn. That's why you learn so much. Probably yeah. my future. Yeah. Hey, man. 
Once you, I really get fed up and get fired. You're just train, <laughs> just train jumping? Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to get to the next town, sir. Vagabond, yeah, yeah. Carpetbagger. Just, just yeah. tra- train jumping with bags of grain. Perfect. City to city. It, it's, it's like uh, what Jackie Chan was in, Drunken Master. Like, there he is. He's the drunken master. He's like, I'll be foraging for things that will bitter the beer because I can't pops. <laughs> One time I made a triple IPA on a st- uh, oven st- stovetop. Yeah. <laughs> I used to be the best home brewer in Pennsylvania. <laughs> ah. Did you ever make a triple IPA by candlelight? Bitch yeah. didn't. <laughs> Wuss. <laughs> so we are going to move into a break. We have some amazing sponsors. They love us. We love them. And when you support our sponsors, you support us. And when you support us, you're bringing some pretty cool stuff. Like talking to Ben Steffen, head brewer and co-owner of Arboretum Trail. And we have other great guests coming up soon, too. So when you continue to support us, we continue to bring them on. So we'll see you on the other side. Nice ink, Adam. Yeah, I got your name on my ass. <laughs> uh, I was talking about your forearm, though. Oh, yeah. Well, I've been taking care of it. Yeah, it looks great, man. Uh, what, are, what are you using? I'm using Lucky 13's Tattoo Cleanser and Healing Ointment. This ointment is incredibly fresh and invigorating. It effectively removes all surface oils and dirt while not dehydrating your new tattoo. Dude, I actually got some of Lucky 13's Tattoo Balm. It's all natural, not oily, and applies easily. The balm improved my color and definition, and the vibrance on this ink makes it look like it's brand new. Oh yeah, man. I found their products after taking their online quiz and it pointed me in the right direction. Hey, guess what? And right now, if you use our promo code MATA193529, you can save 25% on your entire order from their site. From the first line of your tattoo to the first year of your tattoo and beyond, Lucky 13 has you covered to keep that ink looking fresh. Do you love comics, movies, video games, and more? We do too. Come tune in to Josh and our cast of colorful co-hosts on Talking Smack. Available on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Welcome back. Hopefully you heard something that you like. Because again, when you support our sponsors and you support us. When you support us, we're bringing some pretty cool stuff. Like talking to Ben Steffen, the head brewer and co-owner of Arboretum Trail, which we are on location in his wonderful new brew space. So we are in round two, but I want to ask you, totally forgot to ask you in round one. There's got to be a huge failure. Got to be a huge failure that's funny. What happened? You moved all your shit and you came here. What happened? Uh, I'm trying to think. Might just be that fridge. I mean, it might be the fridge. (laughs) fridge. (laughs) He was pretty pretty crushed. I was was 100% like, no, this motherfucker is fitting through this fucking door. (laughs) I did it. I was here when it happened. And apparently... It was way too far in the in the past for me to remember. You were there. So, I'm co- confident you were there. Just that door was not. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was not. So now it's broken. So now I have a, you know, 200 pound piece of metal. You have a good, nice paperweight. It's a good yeah. paperweight, man. Oh, it's it's holding something down. <laughs> so we are in round two, and we are in the wonderful Arboretum Trail Brewing Space. And Ben, you brought some more delicious beers for us to try. So it is round two. You brought more delicious beers for us. We call this. Round two beers. What do we got? So you are drinking Bee's Knees. So this is a pretty heavy Saison, uh, 9.1%. I made it with uh, Sunny Rose Ranch, Black Locust Honey, and uh, just a regular Bell Saison uh, yeast. Um, Huge banana bomb, or at least it was a a pretty big banana bomb. Um, It's mellowed out a little bit. Mm -hmm. 
I think the honey kind of uh, ate a little bit of that up during carbonation. So we do have some bottles, but it'll be on draft uh, opening week. There you go. Add to the opening day lineup. Another one on the lineup. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I get the I get the honey on the nose for sure. Definitely get some banana notes still, yeah. which I like. For sure. So I'm cool with that. And if you want to come down here on opening day and get a flight, we have the flight board right here. You saw a picture in the first round, but we decided to put it right there for you. So you got these wonderful, what are those, uh, five-ounce? Yeah, yeah five-ounce. Little five-ounce tulips. So it's just uh, basically a half pour of our 10-ounce our tulip. So these guys will, so our basic pours will be anything under uh, 8% will be in our, our regular uh, Willie Belcher. Um, anything over 8% double IPAs, this Saison will be in the 10. Or if you just want to try some stuff, hit the fives. And that's for your own protection. Yes. <laughs> yes. Let me just tell you right now that uh, it's, it's no mystery here whenever we do this podcast that we drink beers for you to watch. But we also drink beers before it starts, during break. And when we're done, I thought you were going to say lie to everybody and say we drink beer safely. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. there's nothing safe about this. There's nothing safe about what we're doing here today. But I want to, since I have two great brewers with me today, I did want to go ahead and go what? ahead. I found uh, a discussion <laughs> article. <laughs> great. You guys are great brewers. One barely hanging in there. One about the don't talk about the, Ben like that. Yeah. One wow. about to run the change. He's about <laughs> to open up the brew space. What the fuck? No, he, he's the great one. Oh, okay. Yeah. My bad. I think I confused you for a second. Dipshit. My bad. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, BeverageTinyMix.com discussed the what they believe are the ten craft beer trends in 2022. Now, this article was a great read. Uh, but I wanted to have a discussion on some of the topics outlined here to see how you, Ben, and Adam uh, take a brewer's position. And maybe I can provide some insight as well as a consumer because, of course, you guys are the guys behind the recipes. And I'm the guy who mainly drinks what you guys make and give you some feedback. I consume a little bit, too. Yeah. yeah. Just, just <laughs> Sometimes, every yeah. once in a while. Just on days that end in one. <laughs> so well, I'll just throw a topic out there and we can just kind of break down see what we're uh, what we're thinking about this. And so sure. right now... <clears throat> Trends in craft brewery shifted from shifted towards taproom traffic in comparison to carryouts and can grabs before COVID. So when craft breweries really opened up at first, there weren't really tap rooms. It was more or less a brewery, and then distribution was the main goal here. Yeah. But leading up to right before COVID, the height of the tap room was really what breweries focused on. So, how do you guys feel about the differences between uh, distribution only carryouts and uh, tap room traffic? I'll let, the, I'll let the man opening a tap room soon. Yeah. Respond well, first. I mean, distribution is bullshit um, <laughs> most of the time. And then I, I know I said it last time, and I'll say it this time, obviously. But uh, it's just it's, – it's a tough game. I mean, you – your first couple months, you're the new guy, and everybody wants it, wants it, wants it. And then your sales start to wane. So what do you rely on? Well, you can't constantly have – get into new stores like it's just right. it's impossible so um the taproom model with to go possibilities is really it, it that's the way to go okay. um the cheap way to get in i guess kind of how i did it was the distribution model at first but it's um it's not easy at all adam yeah i think the ideal uh, <clears throat> model that's been discovered is having the tap room tap room with to go options. I mean, your best profit margins come right. out of those tabs, not distributing. So, yeah. I think the tap rooms 
popular, and I think it's going to come back. I think it's already in this city, in Pittsburgh. I think it's already back to being popular. I My can buying has gone down. Yeah. I just go and visit the breweries. <clears throat> I yeah. like to converse with people. I like to see what they're brewing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, catch some friends I know, possibly, you know, so... I, and and there's not a lot of empty tap rooms. Like everywhere's That's got true. a pretty good crowd, yeah. especially come the weekends. So, yeah. yep. I was out on a Thursday last night. And, yeah, and a brewery we already discussed Monday. This was packed. Right. So, uh, I I got to stop by Connie Creek uh, yesterday on the way home from work. Same thing. Stopped by, had two pints, talked to some brewers, talked to the talked to some staff, talked to some people, grabbed a mix six. So I kind of like I'm still in between. I like the I like the tap room experience, yeah. but I also like being able to still take things that I like home to experience uh, only because in the chaos of a tap room, I'm usually being pretty social. So yeah. I like to have that moment when I'm at home to like really take a moment with the beer because I want to, I don't know. I, I feel that craft beer is an art and when I'm in the tap room, I'm in pre I'm appreciating it. But when I'm at home, I have more of an opportunity to really sit back and understand what I'm drinking. Yeah. I don't like people as much as you, so I can, I can yeah. get that experience. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think, I think COVID kind of presented us with a, a unique, cause not a lot of people, your big, your big players were, were putting stuff in cans, you know, your, your brew gentlemen's and dancing gnome. Yeah. But then when COVID hit, everybody had to, had to right. put it out because you know you weren't you were gonna fail if you didn't so now i feel like it's it's a good mix so there's a lot of people like you that might have one or two and then say okay well we're gonna go home have a fire uh we're gonna take a six and the wife and i are gonna split three and three or you know there's a lot of people like you that just say fuck it i'm gonna sit here i'm gonna have six take an uber home and so and i think you know covid kind of helped us get to that point where everybody meets whatever they want so you might flip-flop one weekend or you might right. always yeah. be that guy that you know and i i think it's beneficial for everybody from the consumer side i was just doing the can buys so yeah. often during covid like yeah right i don't have a lot of room in the house but you had one, to but i also yeah because yeah. i had to but i also missed the taproom experience yeah. so much oh, for like, sure i'm still not over it i still gotta like there get I, back and see everybody you know? yeah i think because i'm like a, i'm kind of like a hybrid in that respect too because mm-hmm. i do help you out to a degree so uh you know sometimes i do get associated with you to a certain degree so brew i do get to talk to brewers because of you and i thank you for that a lot so it kind of gives me like a leeway to talk to people you know i would never have known ben if it wasn't for you so this gives me an opportunity to do that so when i'm in the tap room i think i'm more focused on talking to brewers about like what they're doing you know i'm that i'm that dude in the corner is like let me talk to the brewer real quick you know <laughs> like, i want to i just want to like hey man this this sabro showcase like let me talk to me about that like how did that go down for you i want to know that stuff and then when i'm at home i want to like i said i just want to take the opportunity to kind of sit down with the beer and uh but to go back to something you said ben and this goes into the next point here covid uh directly affecting tap room traffic yeah. but it did lead to uh, the national lockdowns and deflated customer feedback. So like even, um, you know, it's without people being in the tap room and getting it right from, right from the tap, you don't really get someone giving you that direct, just instant gratification and feedback on what you're doing. Um, and this is, and it's still new to you too, because you're going to be opening up taps here. Uh, and Adam, you've had taps for people to come over and check it out. Um, you kind of have the benefit too of being open during COVID because I mean, it's, you, you have your taps on all the time. Yeah, but we basically did like 
porch pickup for right, people yeah. that wanted to try. Like, so you kind of hybrided it up too. Uh, so what was it like for you guys not having so much feedback directly like in your, in your space with you? So for me, we get a lot of the direct feedback as a homebrewer from festivals, and that got yeah. shut down. So we lost all direct feedback. Um, and I imagine for anybody that had a tap room and didn't any longer, you're basically relying on untapped for all of your feedback, which yeah, is which not is a reliable source. Not fucking at all. horrendous. Yeah. So, I mean, that would be my take on it. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, it was very slow, but like it was, at least from my standpoint, it was awesome when somebody would post the bottle they got from us on social yeah, media. Yeah, it was awesome. Like, yeah, yeah. Have something nice to say. Yeah. That I, I tried to like every single one and thank Absolutely. everybody that did yeah. that. So. That kind of happened with you, too. I would always see Arboretum Trail cans yeah. up on social media, especially on Fuel by Hops. People really showed you a lot of love on that yep. uh, site. Congratulations yeah. on 5K, by the way, to Fuel by Hops. Um, so for you now, seeing – we're kind of on the other side, hopefully, yep. on the other side of COVID, and you're coming to light with your tap room. Yep. Do you kind of see that the influence you had with your, your can grabs is going to help you – then to reestablish that customer service yeah no i, I mean 100 percent. there's i think there was a, a huge benefit in taking the small road and you know developing that that base um obviously fuel by hops um that community really um took a hold and you know it's been really supportive um but then outside of that you know giving them to friends and family and and everything you know i went from i think 320 followers last may and now i'm almost at 1200 nice so in a year i mean i've just built that on on instagram and facebook's close to a thousand when we started from zero from you know last may so that's i mean i know followers are or you know whatever but you know i didn't pay for anybody you know i didn't uh, I didn't sign up for a free mailing list. I mean, it was it was all people picking shit up out of the store and and follow. So I think, you know, once this room finally gets open, yeah. you know, things will really maybe hit the mainstream. Great. Let's talk about some things that kind of came from COVID. Uh, we're going to look at things that affect the craft beer industry, like the craft beer consumption statistically went down while the consumption of cannabis went up uh, due to like Delta Eight variants coming out. CBD became big. There's the, the things that were detrimental to craft beer, like the can shortages and the whiskey boom, as well as ready-to-drink mixed cocktails became prevalent. So how do you guys view, let's start with, let's just start with like the variants of cannabis use in comparison to craft beer. Did you guys see people kind of lean more towards that on your social media than searching out your beer? Um, I don't know about on social media. In my personal life, I did. Yeah. And I, I think it was just uh, probably for health concerns because yeah. i just ramped up on craft beer and it did not do me favors on the scale so um I, I think in my personal life i saw people lean into that just with new regulations new laws being put in place um, i think it goes both i mean i think they go hand in hand yeah. um i find that a lot of people will you know maybe take a hit on the pen and have a beer yeah, yeah. just you know and I, I think everyone's kind of relaxed. I don't, I don't want to say everybody, but a lot of people have relaxed on the on the weed. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. you know, um, it used to be, you know, 10 years ago, it was like, oh, my God, you smoke? I, uh. Right, right. And now it's like, oh, you know, what are you, what are you smoking? So it's yeah. just, I think the whole perception of it is, 
is different, you know, and I think it's obviously years behind craft beer, but I feel like they are kind of intertwined almost. Yeah, yeah. You can kind of see the the two, especially when you look at how, like, CBD was used in, like, the Sweetwater series. Yeah. Like, they're kind of intertwining, and then you start to see, like, Delta 8 is starting to be infused in some beers now, too. I think Cigar City was trying to kind of mess around with that. Yeah, and I don't see it, I mean, not to jump ahead, but I don't see Mm -hmm. it pulling away from craft beer. Right. Whiskey is, like, I think whiskey is a more likely thing to pull. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even. I don't even. But I don't even. See, I don't see that around. Again, I. I yeah. feel like. What do they call the Venn diagram? The yeah, circles. That, yeah, yeah. And I. And I feel like you know. Um, and I, I hate this term, but you know, John Q. Public yeah, is, yeah. is in the middle. Right, right. And like I am a bourbon, not a connoisseur, but I, I do enjoy, enjoy yeah. it. So you know, that's one circle. I don't smoke, so that's kind of off. But then, you know, craft beer is obviously a big part. But, you know, I'm in that middle. So I I think there's a piece of the pie for everybody on every spectrum. And it just depends on what kind of day you're having. Right. You know, you and I did some, you know, some work other than beer. And, you know, it can become stressful. So what kind of days do you have? Do you have a, you know, hit the pen day? Do you have a double IPA kind of day? Or do you have a fuck it, let's, you know, let's (laughs) get out that old elk and, you know, drink the bottle kind of day. Yeah. So I mean, I know a lot of days where I'm just, like, staying in and, like, yeah. it's a weeknight. Yeah. I could turn to bourbon. Like, yeah. I could have just one or two. But your craft beer consumption, I don't feel like, is affected. I think it's I'm just, just not drinking it that day. Yeah. Yeah, the weekend's still going to be the weekend, right. and I'm back to craft beer. I see. Uh, the thing, too, that I see from a consumer side of things is I see a lot of craft breweries are starting to incorporate whiskey and bourbon like you know we go back to the the trace barrels you have and i know adam you've seeked out some other things as well like using barrel chips and some of your some of your brews which cheaper alternative (laughs) but effective (laughs) and you've made some delicious beers out of that so i I think seeing there's an opportunity there for whiskey connoisseurs to enjoy craft beer and craft beer connoisseurs to enjoy whiskey and bourbon it's just what chunk out of like Everybody's yeah. budget's getting allocated to yeah. those two areas yeah. is is different for everybody. I yeah. mean, but I don't spend like my wife yeah. kind of takes control. Oh yeah, of, like bourbon in our house, and rightfully I, so, man. She does a great fucking job. <laughs> yeah, I'm not getting in the way of that. She brings some yeah. good stuff. Yeah. So. I mean, if it's one thing we can all kind of hold hands and agree upon, hopefully, is that fuck ready to drink cocktails. I think I don't think that's eating out of no. craft beer so much as that's it is a completely hard. different sector. I think, okay. I think it's eating um, out of hard seltzers. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I mean, after working with Lynx for as long as I have, and you know, being uh, good friends with the owner Jeff, um, you know, and he talks about guys they drink the high noons. Yes. You know, the four packs the you know vodka drinks, and even it, with his sector um, being golf centric. You know, you still have his, those people are still drinking the craft beer, his beer, you know, on the course. Okay. Do they have a couple high noons in there? Yes. But there's still, um, they're still buying his in droves almost to the point he can't keep it in stock. Yeah. Yeah. So that's definitely taking up space in state store shelves. Like you see more of those canned cocktails. I think it's just, it's, it's a ready to go option, but I don't think it's anywhere Anywhere close to taking, yeah. uh, maybe seltzer, but yeah. other Tip, than Topo that, Chico, baby. Topo Chico seltzer is the shit. <laughs> yeah, but they're definitely like, there's, because there's even confusion between yeah. the right. pre made cocktails and the seltzers. Like, uh, my wife works for the state. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there will be people coming in looking for 
White Claws at the liquor store, and then people they're, going for high noons. They're the, the fucking share. same shit. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's very close to the same thing. It's, so a White, so Cla- that, a White Claw is, what, 4, 8, 4. 8. Right. Yeah. Fucking high noon is 5, 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There, I mean, I know people probably come after me for it, but there's no difference. No. You're drinking the same You're shit. You're drinking pretty Stop much. Stop it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and then there's a place for it, you know. When I'm, when I'm, there is. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be honest with you. When I'm grilling outside, 90 degree heat, yeah. I like a good seltzer. Yeah. Topo Chico, baby. Topo Chico, Topo Chico yeah. all day. That's, that's my middle, favorite. Middle of July, you know, my wife loves seltzer and she loves yeah. cider. And, you know, she's like, hey, when are you making some of that stuff? And, you know, there's a place for it. But it's yeah. just I don't I don't foresee the dude who's drinking, you know, King Julius all of a sudden saying, oh, I'm going to go hit I that. Need some, I need some <laughs> truly. Yeah. yeah, I need yeah. some truly. It's just – I don't. I don't see the markets intersecting yeah. to the point where they steal anything. Yeah, and then, and then I mean, going back to a trend that wasn't necessarily 2022. Yes. Yeah. When seltzer hit last year, two years ago, right, now right. at this point, like I think that brought people into craft beer. I think those, it did too, those yeah. breweries that ended up doing a hard seltzer that was just an alternative for like, hey, if the if the guy or girl in the relationships like likes craft beer, but the significant other doesn't like oh there's something for them right. that's right. just another option yeah. and on top of cider on top of wine and, and also too it kind of reminded me of like when everyone brought arsenal into right. their breweries right. it was kind of that gateway because like that was uh, yeah i was gonna say yeah. because it's you know when you have this tap room environment like i'm not making ciders right like i'm just i'm not good at it or i i don't know if i'm good at it and i don't really care to find out if i'm good at it right so i can get arsenal or threadbare or you know king view apis you know apis all those people that you know that's their thing so my wife who's not a big beer drinker she comes in she's gonna sit down she's gonna get the arsenal she's gonna get the king view or whatever you know and like you said like it's just it's a way to and you can have pennsylvania cocktails in Mm -hmm. so now i can make an old-fashioned with wiggle or, um, which is great four yeah. four six yeah or um there's a place in in Irwin I'm, I'm sorry the name escaped me but um you know there's something for everybody Pennsylvania's done a really good job of encompassing um the entire spectrum so I can have wine I can have PA spirits I can have you know obviously PA beer mead cider yeah. so there's something for everybody here yeah, and exactly too. And to go into some of the styles here, one of the trends they were talking about in this article is that the IPAs are still king. Yeah. IPAs dominate tap rooms, uh, and, but the armor is kind of is weakening. IPAs are still forty percent of craft beer sales, but there is a dramatic shift now as we're seeing towards pales, pilsners, and lagers. Um, how do you guys feel about that shift from IPAs to what we call garage beers or dad beers? It's, it's going to happen with. It's every trend. Like, there's food trends, there's fashion trends, there's going to be trends in craft beer. And the trend was hazy IPAs for a long time, and, like, Mm -hmm. sours peaked their head in there, in and out, in and out. Um, And now it's just rotating back to lagers, which is what a lot of people started on, I think. I think that – I think it's being looked back fondly on the big craft beer market. Like, oh, that's what I drank in college is this style of beer. Which is great. This is good. And, like, now that small craft breweries are doing them, they're really – freaking good lawyers. yeah like, i like them a lot yeah. and i appreciate it it's something new um i'm an ipa junkie i love them oh yeah i'll get one at every place i go to but yeah. i also appreciate having yeah other stuff i, like. I always say ipas are like the honda civic of craft beer you can like really tailor it however you want to you can add things to it. you yeah. can take things away from it you can build it up tear it down make it plain jane or adjunct the fucking shit out of it so it's i'm again i like ipas i'm a dark beer guy 
Uh, I like ambers and porters and stouts. But I tell you what, man, like you got a double double West Coast on or something. I'm definitely trying that thing because yeah. I love West Coast. Like it's my thing. So, like I'll, I guess to dissect it a little bit more. I think the IPA market got so saturated mm-hmm. that um, you can't make a bad IPA and expect to sell it anymore. Right. Like if you're not a treehouse or Fidens or, you know, locally brew gentleman, dancing gnome, oh, yeah. old thunder. Um, if you're not playing with the big boys, like you're probably not going to sell a lot of IPA in, in a market like this. Right. So I think people have, are able to get that a little bit more. So they expect it to be at that level. And if you're not at that level, well, what else are you going to do? Yeah. Well, okay, my IPA isn't great, but my Pilsner is pretty good. Well, then people appreciate the artistry in a Pilsner. Right. So it, I, I know the, the research says it, it the market share is, is dwindling, but I think it's just people's preference. It's, it's weeding out they're, the okay for yeah, the Yeah, they're, they're weeding out the, you know, the, the guys who just throw some shit in a pot and think, eh, whatever. Right, people drink right. it because it's hoppy. Yeah. And they don't anymore because you're not – no. You got to hang with the Fidens. You got to hang with the Mortalis. Right. There are too many options that are, are very, fantastic. Very good. Op- right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and I think like, I think that saturation helped people get creative. And yes. at least here in Pittsburgh now, you see places opening with different focuses. Like you have right. lager, right. House, specific lager houses right. opening up. You have people focusing on wild ales. Like, right. Which is incredible yeah. too, because and and. To, to, to name drop somebody I like here in, in Pittsburgh, Necromancer bringing back all the yeah. older styles. Yeah. You know, like, uh, it, it's, it's incredible to see them bring back those things. And we've mentioned Necromancer on a couple occasions and uh, really like what they do. And it's just cool to see craft beer has gotten to the point where they can bring back old styles. They yeah. can start to focus on, you know, kind of getting back to the roots of it. So, yeah, IPAs are king, but I think that IPAs kind of reopen the door for other styles to come right. back they, over. They opened up the imagination. So, yeah. I mean, somebody like Lauren Hughes at Necromancer, you know, she came from Penn and she was taught, you know, those certain Classic ways. Styles, yeah. But then she can come in, you know, with her amazing mind and, you know, yeah. brewing and just create those other styles yeah. and, and bring them up. And, you know, people look at a grisette and you're like, Oh fuck! Yeah, right, like, right. Yeah, like I've never heard of this. I didn't know it was this good, and you know, and she's putting that stuff out there, and you're just like, holy yeah. shit! I got that. So yeah, I got to have two smoked houses every right. Last week. That's right. incredible, right? Holy shit! But what I like yeah. too about that is that it challenges other breweries yeah. then to be like, well, if they're making a hellas like right. that, then I need to make a hellas right. like that, and then then it becomes like the IPA race. And you look at 340. I mean, out of Old Thunder, yeah, like that oh, for me. Yeah. That for me, you know. Apologies to everybody else in Pittsburgh, but that's that's the daddy. Like you want to hell us? That's that's, that's where it. you should go. Yeah, and it's, that's. It, I think it's just good for the city. Like yeah. everybody that's everybody's gonna find what they're good at and yeah. just get better at it. And then you have destinations. Like you have places yeah, to go right. for a reason like, instead of everywhere just having having a hazy you want to try. Right. There's oh, but I want to go here because they have. Right. Bloggers, they're doing good German stuff here. They're doing British stuff here. They're doing wild ales here. Like, yeah. like I've heard, you know, a certain group on the other side of the state kind of scoff at Pittsburgh. I mean, you look at our diversity in the styles that we have. Like we have a strange roots. 
yeah. all wild ales. Yeah, which is incredible. Yeah. And we have Golden Age is a larder house. And then you have Necromancer that is, you know, bringing back old styles and doing new styles. And then you have Dancing Gnome, Brew Gentleman, Old Thunder that are just, you know, big slammers. Yeah. You got Penn that's a traditional. So then you got Grist doing all this dessert stuff. Grist yeah, is got, doing. You got like Grist, Hitchhiker, Abjuration. Right. It's adjunct. like 11th hour. Yeah. As, along with yeah. everything else, like yeah, yeah. other styles, incredible too. You have like, you have barrel aging, you know, yeah. out of sight. It just it's like insane. Pittsburgh. I if we're not top three in the country, we're number one. If if that makes sense, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but like it, it just doesn't matter. It doesn't one. matter. Yeah, fuck you, fuck, <laughs> fuck, fuck you, San Diego. Come at us, Colorado. Fuck you, Boston. Denver. Fuck, <laughs> fuck Colorado. Was, I was actually fuck pretty... Brant Young. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Right. Fuck Brant Young. Fuck, fuck Brant you. Young. <laughs> <laughs> he has some dumb fucking opinions. So, <laughs> please leave that in so I can. I am. Like, tag it look, at, look right at that hard camera and say what you want to say. You're the only thing I dislike about Colorado. <laughs> we. So we're talking about styles Wait, of beer. Is Coors in Colorado too? Yeah. Yes. Okay, you're the second. second. Thing. <laughs> Although Coors Banquet slaps Thank you. I was yeah. going to say, don't. Coors Light, I don't. Yeah. Coors, Coors Heavy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Give me some. But we're talking about some styles of beer here, and <laughs> one of the trends that's coming up that's really hitting with people, especially now, I'm going to say post-COVID, and I say that with a grain of salt, of course, because we're, you know whatever's happening is happening. But low-calorie and no-calorie brews are starting to become a thing that there, there's, a, there's a section of craft beer – uh, enthusiasts, I would say, enthusiasts maybe with parentheticals around it. They want that low cal. They want that no cal brew because they want to um, not feel guilty while they're drinking their beer. How do you guys feel? How do you guys feel about that? I mean, it's not it's not anything I'm interested in, but I see that. Yeah. There, I mean, there's definitely a market for it. Okay. I mean, again, not to hype our awesome city too much, but like a lot of these breweries are on major bike trails and stuff like that. Yeah. So I can see like the biking community maybe being oh, more sure, into yeah. low cow options. Um, I think what, I think a lot of the low cow, no cow, you're seeing those like national brands. So yeah. if you can get it, you can get it. I don't think you're going to see a lot of, especially like smaller breweries around Pittsburgh no. doing it. But. No. Ben? <laughs> say what you want to say. I can, right. I can feel the heat coming the look off. Look in his yeah. eye says he loves it. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm lying. Yeah. Those, those people can go get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. Our Room Show Brewing on Facebook and Instagram, yeah. ourroomshowbrewing.com. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I want to drink, but I don't want to have a lot of calories. I mean. Sounds like water's the drink for you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. There okay. are options out there, too. Like the seltzers and everything are out there for you. Go, and, that, and that's, go, not, that's not a bad go, thing. Go like, drink a high noon. Like, yeah. Yeah. beer is beer. I mean, it's grain. It's... I, I don't want to say it's supposed to be heavy, but I mean, I'm not going to make a two and a half percent fucking lager because Karen and Jim think that they're watching their waistlines when they drink 17 of them. Right. Yeah. Get, right. get the fuck out of here. It's a, ordering a number three at Wendy's and then saying you want a water. It's, yeah. it's the same thing. It's not yeah. for kids. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It doesn't come with a fucking toy, yeah, yeah. Karen. Absolutely. I, mean, I, I will say like, those low cow and no cow breweries are going to taste like crap. Like yeah. it's going to be, it's because the you only can, way to do that is to you, water. Down. You can make Absolutely. them good. And, there, and there's a, there, I mean, there's a, there's a really good book out there on, on session beers, but at the same time, I mean, you're still sitting at probably 
110 to 130 right. calories. Right. Yeah, these low so, cal ones are trying to like brag like 80. Yeah, it's like, like that's fine. You want to drink a Mick Ultra and it's 60. Okay, well, I'm going to go drink water and it's zero and it's the same fucking right. thing. Right, yeah. So fuck you, Mick Ultra, and just go have some beer and then right. bike an extra mile. Another thing worse than Brant Young, <laughs> Mick Ultra. Mick Ultra. <laughs> Mick Ultra sucks way more. It gives me a headache. If I ever have to, if I'm ever uh, forced to drink, it gives me a are we piling on? No, he gets nah. piled on every, every Yeah, absolutely. He, he yeah, should, though. So, he yeah. should. Yeah. He and can take it. We have represented by the Unfueled show yeah. right here. We can do. We can say whatever we want. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so let's talk real quickly here, too. And I, I want to give this some space. Uh, the diversity, equity, and inclusion in the brew space. This is a big thing that's coming up right now. And this is what people want to see in the brew space. Because it usually looks like guys like look like us that are brewing beer. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to say, and I want to put this out there. I think Pittsburgh has taken some pretty significant steps forward yep. in representing not only people of color in the brew space, but the LGBTQ plus population in the brew space. I just want as a consumer of beer and seeing what I see on social media, that's what I'm seeing. But I want to leave that open really to you guys because you're so behind the scenes more than I am that I want to hear what you guys have to say about that. I think, I think it's a good start. What we're doing, you know, Trace has the, uh, um, their program, uh, bringing people in, uh, starting out, you know, Nina went through it. Um, you know, Slim went through it. Um, you know, I'm, I apologize if he's watching, but, uh, the, their newest person at trace, um, is about done with his program. And that's great. Um, I think we could probably do some more. There's, there's still, you know, room to grow. Um, but I think Pittsburgh as a city, as a whole, at least in the brewing community, I feel like we've gotten better. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a good start. Um, I don't know where it goes from here and, you know, um, you know, we have barrel and flow coming up in August. Wonderful. So, wonderful. Um, you know, we'll be participating in that, uh, with lock and loaded. Uh, so watch out awesome. for our beer. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I think we've made some strides in the right direction. Um, and I'm not a person that I, I don't feel like I should be sitting here talking and saying, oh, we're doing the right things and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'll leave that to the, uh, the better people. But, um, you know, in my mind, we're, we're heading in a good direction. Good. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Adam? Yeah, I can pretty much only echo that. I don't know what other cities are doing, but I know our city has Dave Bracey putting together a barrel and flow every year, which is I believe the first one globally. Yeah, for, yeah. For, it got for, a lot for, of uh, traction nationally. For minority uh, craft breweries to come in and do their own festival. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely gaining traction. And then Pittsburgh has the, the uh, Craft Beer Diversity Council. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if a lot of cities have that or not. And then we're a big part. I know it's national, but the Pink Boots Society. Um, but Pittsburgh takes part in that every year. Huge. Yeah. Like you see yeah. multiple breweries. There were 8 to 12 this year. Uh, taking part in that and it was all great, beers man. together and stuff. Yeah. So, and those brews were sick as killer. Fuck, yeah. man. Yeah. And I mean, from from a homebrew perspective, you see, we're seeing it's yeah. not the numbers we need to pause at. We're definitely not done yet. Right. We do have more minorities and women showing up to these craft yeah. these these homebrew meetings. Um, even not even brewing yet, just saying, "Hey, we're interested. Can you guys help right. us? Yeah. Get into it." So, mm-hmm. please, anybody that's interested show up it's definitely a dominated um interest in in uh industry by white dudes so 
We can, so, we can yeah. shake it up a little bit. Yeah, we can. And, and that's the thing, too. We always say this. You know, if you come to a brew space, <clears throat> brewers love to talk about the craft. It's, mm-hmm. it's painters talk about the paint brushes and, and the color palettes and brewers like to talk about the grains and the hops. So if you want to know more about it, you just approach the brewer yeah. and they're 99% of the time they're going to want to talk about it unless they've brewed for 14 straight hours and they're on shift beer. Yeah. Leave them alone. Yeah. <laughs> they're on shift beer. Let me get that shifty in and then we'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah. So, no, but I yeah. mean, uh, kind of elaborating on what you were saying, you know, few by hops, we had somebody, a uh, female address and say, oh, how do you approach a brewer about a possible idea or an adjunct to put into a beer? And, uh, I was, you know, everybody was like, well, you should do this. It's like, no, just fucking say it. Yeah. Like, if you got a weird idea, who cares? Like, tell someone. She's like, oh, well, it's you. I said, okay, then, you know, tell me what it is. Like, it it, it, it can't, it can't be that bad. Like, I like doing weird shit with beers. So, you know, let's, let's figure it out. So never, never be intimidated to say, hey, I ate this chocolate bar. Like, she was like, oh, I ate this, this certain thing from Aldi. And I think it'd be a cool beer. Absolutely. Yeah. I no. mean, let me let me go try it and see see what that means, you know, from a beer perspective. Right, but yeah. you know, don't don't ever, you know, shy away from, you know, that creativity. There's no somebody out there will talk to you about it. Yeah. So, I I always think about there was a there was a beer festival that I was with you way back at Oakmont and somebody brewed a beer with Hawaiian punch instant <laughs> drink mix. Yeah, there's a line. Yeah, and it was it. That was good. It fucking killed. It and won. It was. It was. Yeah. It, it won. <laughs> it was like so. That lets you know right there. Just say it. Yeah. Whatever you're thinking, it can go into a beer, and that's the thing too. Like if a brewer looks at you and says, "This is why it logistically cannot work," then that's coming from like I think, a science I, I factor. Mean, you're always well, going to find it. There's a dickhead in every bunch. Like you're going to oh, find somebody that might be a dick course. about it, but like Talk the majority, to the, next one. the majority would just. I feel like explain mo- yeah. why it wouldn't work. I yeah. think I feel like most brewers would explain why it doesn't work, but also here's our our here's alternatives. Alternative. Yeah. Yeah. Like we can yeah. maybe do this, this, and this. Let me see what that looks like. So, I mean, if, like you were saying, if somebody's going to be a dickhead, you know, they're just a dickhead. Like right. it's not a brewing thing. It's just them being a shitty human. So, yeah. I mean, everybody should feel comfortable in the space of saying, "Hey, you know, I." had this it's somewhere and what do you think about this absolutely so yeah, yeah. and i think pittsburgh's been really good about that yeah i see i hear a lot of collaborative collaborative talk i should say when i'm in a when i'm in a tap room i never really hear anybody saying like don't talk to me i always hear people saying like well i don't know what to get and there's always somebody at the at the you know the bar probably me pulling up and being like so <laughs> what do you like <laughs> And then just trying to help them find the next best thing. To if drink. you were there with your significant other and you're not embarrassing them by talking to everybody else. You're not doing your job. You're not. <laughs> yeah. So the last thing in this article I want to ask you guys, because I still feel like this applies for the gentleman here at this table. Uh, so it has statistically been proven that small local brewers are the strongest in the market because it's a small town, big delivery. Why do you think that is? It's a hometown feel. I mean... Like, I mean, not to, I'm not, I'm going to play my own horn a little bit, but not saying that I'm, you know, some big time guy, but, you know, you have people in this section of the city and, you know, maybe the South Hills saying, oh, I can go and get this guy's beer that he used to make in his house, you know, and now he's, 
you know, I was there from the ground level um, kind of thing. And, you know, there's more uh, creativity. You can't make um, 600 barrels of a peanut butter smoked porter. Like, you, it's just... <laughs> just too big of a risk. Because yeah, of it, yeah, huge, because yeah. if it sucks, you're in trouble. But, hey, I can make three and a half barrels. And if it sucks, okay, I lost... Yeah. X amount of dollars. But, but your friends will drink that shit. But the friends will probably drink it. Yeah. So I'm probably going to, I'm going to put it in unlabeled cans yeah. and we're going to get drunk one Absolutely. night. Absolutely. So, I mean. Call me. Yeah. <laughs> I see you, girl. I, I... <laughs> but I mean, too, I, it's, it's just, it's easier to do things. It's easier, that connection. So right. like I said, that, you know, that person reached out and said, hey, my husband and her, I don't know if it's her husband, um, her person, her significant other, uh, they had this thing from Aldi and they, you know, they both thought, oh, this would be really good in a beer. Well, yeah, that hometown person can, you know, throw it in a beer and say, okay, well, hey, this is your beer. Why don't you come in and, you know, play around with it? Budweiser's not going to do that. No. I mean, New Belgium's not going to do that. Right. So I can do that, though. Yeah, right, yeah. I mean, you know give them some, you know, protective eyewear and some gloves and, you know, I cover all my health code yeah. <laughs> issues, Shout possibly. Allegheny County. Allegheny County. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> Kisses. You bring on. Yeah. Best. It's red fucking tape. Yeah, yeah. but it's so sticky. Yeah, yeah but I, I, I just have to echo what Ben said. I mean, I think the, the small local ones, it's like rooting for your um, high school football. High school football team. Yeah. yeah. Like, a lot of these breweries are popping up in neighborhoods, yeah. and, like, the locals are where, like, the bigger ones we talked about, Dancing Gnome, Hitchhiker. Um, but even at that size, like, I don't. People are coming in from yeah. out of town for those right. and yeah. then finding these little yeah. ones. But these littler ones, their neighboring communities yeah. hitting them up and keeping yeah. Like, Mondays. Oh, right. yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's, there's these yep. neighborhood craft breweries that are just Agreed. making really good beer. Yeah. They're not getting hyped like everybody else but like they're making good beer it's, but, it's good and product. one of the cool phenomenons that happens too that i've seen you know hanging out in the breweries i do when someone goes to like uh you know an old thunder when i'm in there and someone says like oh i really love this you know uh 2fk like fantastic oh. <laughs> what a what a wonderful wonderful yeah. beer that is and they go if you like this you should try Muh. and they just they give a recommendation and it's like go to leaning cask or go to Connie Creek or go to yellow bridge or the ones that people aren't traveling from Ohio to come in to see, but those representatives from that brewer, like, thank you for your business. But we also want you to know, like, aside from us, these smaller breweries are punching yeah. out crazy shit. And those are places where you can go in and get the brewers here and ask oh, yeah. questions. Like even, yeah. even in those smaller breweries, I'm not saying exclusively, cause there's a lot of front of house people at the big places that absolutely know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But those, sometimes those front of house people, the smaller breweries are like family or really good friends with the right. brewer, and like they also know their shit. Like a lot of front of house people in Pittsburgh know their shit. It's kind of cool, too, to yeah. go into a small brewery because that front of the house person probably was in the brew space could have been, yeah. when yeah. they were making the beer. Uh, totally could be a seller person, could be. I would say, yeah. Uh, I mean, my, my operation here, like, yeah. I mean, you probably have a 50 50 chance of me pouring your beer. Yeah. Especially in the first like three or four months. So, I mean, that's just, that's what it is. Like, it's it's a small crew. I mean, my wife might pour your beer one day. Right. You know, my sister-in-law might pour your beer one day. So, it's just, it's that family, that family feeling. When Ben's uh, pouring beer, I'm going to be a real asshole. 
Hey, I ordered only, that sock. Only <laughs> 30 seconds ago, where is it? Only <laughs> when I'm pouring beer? Because, I mean, you're basically an asshole uh, anyway. Well, yeah, the whole time. <laughs> the whole time I'm in here. If I don't get my next beer fast enough, I'm breaking glass. So if you guys want to read this article yourself, if you just go over to uh, BeverageDynamics.com and you can search out the 10 Craft Beer Trends of 2022. And if you guys have different opinions than us, by all means, hit us up to KNWTV at gmod.com and let us know what you think about the topics we discussed here today. And I can promise you, if you bring up some good suggestions here, I will pitch it to whoever I'm interviewing because I can tell you right now, this is a great opportunity to, for you guys to hear what's going on in the craft beer scene in one of the most booming craft beer cities in America, in Pittsburgh. Yep. So if you want to make your voice known, decaynwtb at gmail.com. You researched that like you were writing a master's thesis. Buddy. I like it. Thanks, man. You take that, that article apart. What so smartish. I like that, but then I decided to go out to fucking Twitter and be like, hey, I'm interviewing a really cool brewer oh, today. Where the experts dwell. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> what question would you guys want to ask brewers? I'm and here's full, the thing, too. Like, I'm going full heel on these. I, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Like so what I did was I put it out there to the Twitterverse, and I said, hey, guys, I have a great interview coming up, and I want to ask uh, some really interesting questions. So what burning questions do you have for people who don't brew beer who are just consumers of beer, what do you want to know? And I think it's uh, appropriate here because we have Ben, who's about to open his first tap room, and we have Adam, who's on the cusp of, of getting into the business, and you're dominating in the homebrew space. Like, he is. It's, he is. He doesn't know it yet, but he's about to get into it. Right there. You know what I mean? And it's, it's incredible to see. You almost broke glasses. your computer again. No, I did. <laughs> I would have broke that fucking yeah. glass. These are, these are heavy willy belchers. I would have yeah. cracked that <laughs> So, <laughs> before I break more shit here in the Arboretum Jojatorium, I want to pose some questions to you guys. So, how do you know what and or how many hops to use for your recipe? I'll let Ben start. He might just, he might just answer it for both of us. I mean... I just start throwing numbers in to okay. Beersmith, and I kind of get a feeling of where I'm at, but at the same time, like, so does this recipe want to be subdued, or is it, I just want to go balls to the wall? Okay. So, like, do you remember Beyond Pluto? Yeah. Love that beer. Beyond, that was balls to the wall. Yeah, I can tell. Just, like, <laughs> just like kicking bags of fucking hops into the, into the kettle. Um, and then, you know, something like, uh, re-enlisted yeah. it might get a little little less crazy but it's still there something like you know hippo eyes is again a little less crazy. so it's just what do you want out of that beer and how do you want it perceived do you want it on the back end do you want it on the front end right. so just it's really there's i mean there's a lot of factors but you know you want to get crazy or you you just want to have a little bit of fun right adam yeah the, i mean the what hops totally goes towards whatever flavor you're yeah Going for each hop has its own, you know, delicate flavor and aroma. So play with it as you will. As far as like bittering, each hop has like an alpha acid that's assigned to it, which is how bitter it's going to be. And using something like Beersmith or a software, depending on where you put that in and what stage of the beer, you can kind of figure out where your bitterness is going to Because there, there's so many players, and you know, yeah. time and temperature are your two biggest things. But also, like he was saying, you know your alpha acids and your betas and, and things like that can really play into and your oil content and what oil is 
the highest because there's different. So it's just, it's really knowing what hops you're putting in, what time you're putting them in, how hot you're putting them in at. It's my favorite part. (laughs) (laughs) So that leads us to the next question here. How many times did you guys have to brew a beer that you're working on that eventually made you like it personally? You're working on it. You were trying to perfect the recipe, and you finally took a sip out of it and said, damn it, I got it. Never. You're still not satisfied with your beers? You should never be satisfied with them. I think there's always something to tweak. Yeah. I mean, as long as you're going in the upward projection, you're doing it right. Okay. There's there's so many nuances with beers. So I'll take my re-enlisted. Yeah. So first batch came out. I liked it. Okay. And I could have... I could have stayed there, and it, I think it still would have been perceived as a decent beer. Let's say a 6 out of 10, just to give it okay. a number. Um, but it's just a continuous play, and, you know, I have a, a good friend at a brewery that owns a brewery, and they say that even with the beer that is probably one of the best beers in Pittsburgh, they tweak it every time. Okay, And it's just... So you can mess with yeast, you can mess with water chemistry, you can mess with hops, you can mess with grain, yeah, um, you can mess with temp. So it's just, there's so many little things that you can touch. So if I put a little more calcium chloride, what's that going to do the, to the flavor profile and the presentation of the hops that are going to go in? I up the dry hop, I pull it back, you know, just, so I don't, I don't think there's ever a time where you should just cookie cutter and just start shitting beers out like you start doing that you need to either sell your brewery or you need to you know go on vacation yeah Yeah. because you've lost your your ingenuity yeah you can't get comfortable i mean you see i'm super self-critical on every beer so um i have to talk you off a ledge every fucking time i think that's (laughs) god bless you and that's i think that's the healthy thing on big part of my job being a sellerman yeah (laughs) trying to make stuff better Um, yeah, I mean, there's not, there's definitely like spots where I'm like, okay, I'm going to, and you you can't tweak too much at at a time because then you don't know if it's going in the right direction. Right, right, right. So there's definitely points where I'm like, okay, tweak that this time. I'm not going to touch that this time. I'm going to focus over here. But there's not a, there's definitely not a hard set rule. Like what is it? 10,000 hours to become an expert in something like there's not. It's not hard. I've heard this 10 times and that's, that's it. Yeah, it's. This I mean, is the recipe now, maybe like. maybe there is maybe at the bigger level. I mean, you know, fucking Julius is Julius. You know what I mean? Right. And you know, I mean, there's other beers. You know, it's focal bangers, focal banger. But even at the same point, like you listen, um, John Kimmich talk about you know selecting lots of hops. You know, going out the Yakima every year and you know grinding those in his hand and finding, you know that 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 flavor that's just there but that contribution of those of those assets of that hop are going to be different so that even focal banger or you know heady topper that are you know fucking perfect beers right they still change yeah theoretically right or, you know by the numbers they because, still change every year because change. the hops always change yeah. so on on beers like that like you're never you're never set ever but if you are, I mean, if I ever was, that's. I'd be not, worried about you. Passion's gone. Like, yeah. that just means like I'm not. Yeah. Caring. Like I'll burn out on styles and just oh yeah, yeah. else for a while and come back to it. Like yeah. that's how I handle it. 
So let's hit some uh, quick hit questions here. So uh, what's the ratio for you guys? It's time in brewing to time to serving. So how long are you brewing the beer and how long does it take you to get to uh, a cup, a, a, a pint? I don't understand what you mean. So like how long do you spend in the brew space to make like your, so your lineup you have for opening day, how long did you spend brewing that, <laughs> that beer to have, how many do you have on tap for opening day? Uh, I should, I mean, I should have a, of my own stuff, probably 12. So 12 taps. How long did you spend in your brewery space to make 12 taps available for consumers? <laughs> Fuck. I mean, we're talking weeks. Since March. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, well, I mean, since July of 2020. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's a barrel-aged beer that's going to be in there. Shit, man. So, yeah. I mean, each beer has its own nuances. I mean, that Saison, I think I said, and even the barley wine, um, you know, they take weeks to really yeah. find their, their way. Um, and that barley wine is going to change in those kegs from, right. you know, today when we're sitting here drinking it to maybe next week, maybe three weeks when it right. kicks. So it's just, I, it's an infinite amount of time to really develop from, from grain to glass. Yeah. I oh. mean, to go to like actual time working on it in production for me doing 10 gallons, far scaled down from what Ben's doing. Um, this last cream ale took me only six hours, which was like, I think my quickest brew day yeah. since moving spots. Yeah. Um, but that beer then has to sit in a fermenter for two to three weeks. Right. Then it's served. It'll probably yeah. last a month yeah. at most. Like, so if that's yeah. the answer they're looking for, that's that answer. But that changes with style. Like, if yeah. I was doing a double IPA, there's no way I was getting that done in six hours. Like, right. Yeah. There's many more steps. Yeah. There's more grain. It you're takes talking, longer to transfer. Yeah. You're like, talking lagers. I mean, you're talking months. take longer to ferment. So. Yeah. Um, your brew day up front is probably quicker for a lager because it's a, it's a yeah. lighter beer. Yeah. Um, but then you're sitting on it in a fermenter. That's why a lot of – I don't do lagers yet because it would take a fermenter of mine. Right too long for months and yeah i can't i need to pump out beer for these right, festivals. Right. So. and also for charity events and charity events i mean make, a lot of these festivals i'm talking about are charity events yeah well. did, you get, did you get a bottle of that but make peace not war uh, yeah yeah oh yeah oh that's cool i always donate to make peace not war that's cool yeah that's cool yeah did you? <laughs> no. <laughs> you no. should. Make Peace Not he, War is available right now at CWO, and you can get that at Bash underscore Brew on all social media. I knew where he was going. You didn't <laughs> yeah. tell me you wanted one. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's fair. That's a fair point. <laughs> I work there. Of course I have one. Uh, I have a year-old bottle of, uh, which one is it? Crush uh, The peanut butter style. Yeah. No, the Ooh. tuckered out. Tuckered that's style. Tuckered out. That's right. So, guys, uh, bottles versus cans. Which one do you prefer? Cans. Cans. Okay. And now, how's the dip, how's the flavor ch- how's the flavor change between both? I don't Unless it's a barrel aged, like it's it's fucking stupid. No, I don't want to say that. <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> hey, I still I still bottle. Oops. <laughs> so I still I still bottle only because bottles well, take up lace. Like you got to buy cans and yeah, right. and I don't Palettes. have the space. To yeah, and bottling is a very easy one man operation. Yeah. Um, as far as like changing in flavors, I like. Other than very specialty stuff, like there's no yeah. difference in flavor. Okay, it's just it's more protected. The quality yeah. control on a can's mm-hmm. much easier. That yep. thing didn't see sunlight. A yep. bottle might have hit sunlight. Might have yep. got skunked. So yep. that's the risk. It's easier to stack cans in a cooler. Is my always go-to answer. That too. So yeah, cans have improved in quality 
uh, drastically. Yeah, drastically. Since our, since our they have a liner in so, them now, so I mean, you're not going to taste the metallic yeah. stuff yeah. that you used to 20 years ago. So, guys, uh, a dream beer to brew. So, if you could, if you could take your equipment and make it feasible for Wait, this particular. I'm kind looking of at beer. the show notes. It does not say beer. It says beverage. Beverage. Okay. If you want to do beverage, mine changes. Okay. I would, I would love to do a bourbon someday. Okay. Like, like this, just have the opportunity to do it with a small distillery. That's or, cool. Yeah. Wait, but where are you at? <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. Like, if we could use like, I know, I know. Distilling mash is pretty yeah. basic, so I don't know if like a craft mash going into a whiskey would make any changes, but like maybe some sort of collab there. That'd be cool. Um, but yeah, I'd love to distill something, at some nice. point. especially bourbon because that's yeah. what I like the most. But ben, as far as beer, I don't know. I don't. Just, I do what I want. <laughs> like, is it, it had to be a certain style or just whatever you want, man? I want to do a barrel age with side project. Okay. Nice. Yeah. All right. That would be that would be the point where I would be like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. That, like, that's your. Yeah. Bur- burial. Me. Burial. I'd like to do anything. With burial. <laughs> I'd like to lick your barrels. Yeah. I'd, oh yeah. I'll just come in and lick. So boots. I'd wash dishes all day and be happy with it. Here's a hard question <laughs> right, that I wanted to save because the last question in this Ask a Brewer segment. Why do breweries have IPAs on eight out of ten taps? And I want to just back off from the heat from this question because I know kind of the answer. I'll let, I'll let Ben answer first because he has customers coming into his tap room and I can offend people. So, so yeah. Ben, why Matt, do you... you're about to get a lot more fans. <laughs> why exactly do you believe that breweries are putting on IPAs on a majority of their taps? Do you know what pays bills? IPAs. <laughs> Do you know what else pays bills? IPAs. Sours. Sours? Okay. In this city. Yeah. And barrel aged. Okay. IPA and sours pay your bills. Everything else is for the thrills. Somebody told me that. Yeah. And I thought about it a lot, and they're fucking right. Right. Now, I love drinking IPA, so I will drink IPA. I will, I will make a lot of IPA here and serve a lot of IPA here, but people come out of the woodwork for that shit. Yeah. And, you know, as, as much as we want to say, you know, I'm not going to fall to the, uh, to the, um, the fads and the, in the hype and, right. you know, I, I got fucking bills to pay. Right. Yeah. You know, I got, you know, a daughter and a, a wife to take care of. And you know what, if I got to make an extra hazy once a month yeah, because it's going to make me X amount of dollars and it pays all of my bills, it's well then happen. fuck your opinions. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, it, it's it's the same thing. Like, it, I think what people kind of forget is when they get the beer in their glass, they forgot that it takes time, energy, at effort. This, at money. this level, at this level, it's more prevalent, you know, for people like me that have to look at and say, okay, well, this beer is going to cost X dollars and going to produce X dollars of revenue, you know, minus cost, you know, and right. here's my end number. Okay, well, then you have the person saying, well, why aren't you making lagers? Well, listen, motherfucker, I got five tanks. Yeah. And, and I'm just starting out. And I'm just right. starting I gotta, out. I got to so use this I as can't, efficiently as possible. You know, I, I appreciate that you like lagers, but at the same time, you know, I got, I got things to do. Right. You know, and, you know, it's not cheap to do this. Yeah. And I think it goes back to the thing you said, too, earlier in the second half here where you said, I'm not going to make a hundred barrels of a chocolate peanut butter right. style because it, it's not going to return to you. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, it's going to be great to make it. I can't afford but... to let that sit around for six months. Right. And even like right now I'm fighting, I love Saison, but without a tap room, it probably was very premature of me to make that. So. I'm glad you made it though. <laughs> yeah. It, it's delicious. And because I'm, yeah. nobody, and I mean nobody, distributor-wise is buying that. No. I have cases of bottles that are just sitting out here. Hey, how's it going, Matt Anderson? <laughs> you take one with you. I'll take one with you right. for sure, man. You'd be like the second. I'll be the second, <laughs> third, fourth, and fifth. I love this thing. Adam? Yeah, so, I mean, Ben Ben said it from his point of view, and that's kind of the point of view I was going to go off of, too. It's, um, it's, what's, it's, two, it's a possibility of two reasons. Okay. And the biggest reason would be that's what's making money in this market. In that brewer's market – in that city at this time of year, whatever it is, it's, I know it's a place you like to hang out with your friends and drink beers, but it's a business. And at the end of the day, whatever's making money is what's going to be on tap. If that brewery is going to be successful, um, in a city like Pittsburgh, Hey, it's the best country in the world. It's America. Yeah. Freedom of choice. Yeah. If you don't like what's on that menu, you don't pay a cover charge to get in here. Go to another brewery. Exactly. Yeah. Go to the dive bar and get a Miller. Like, There's you're not forced to drink the IPs. Yeah. If you don't like it, the best thing you can do to get it off that is not drink it. And then maybe you'll, maybe you and your opinion will shift the whole market. Doubt it. <laughs> There's already an Heiser Bush. Right. But go ahead and try. Right. And that's your choice to try. Yeah. You're allowed to have that opinion. But for you to put that on a brewer that's, especially a brewer owner that spent their time developing those recipes and making the beer the best it can to pay their bills yeah. and... To bring people into the tap room, it's ignorant. And there's other beers for you. I'm sorry yeah. if er- you can't enjoy every brewery in your city. Right. But it's just not. Sometimes it's just not for you. Right. And you're going to have to face that. Do you think it goes back to a statement, too, that we made about asking the brewer what they're yeah. doing? You can always ask. Yeah. I would ask it nicely, not be like, why do you have all these shitty IPAs? I hate IPAs. Like, it's an ignorant stance to yeah. take. And I've yeah. heard it asked that way. Oh, yeah. And and it's what's well, like an, ex- uh, just an dumb. Ex- and then I've also heard people say, oh, just like come up with their own conclusions in their head, which is it's easy to brew and it's cheap to brew, and yeah. it's neither, which, neither. which yeah. is fucking Jesus bullshit, that's stu- that's especially the, the cheap part. Oh yeah, yeah. Jesus. Oh, Christ. hops are so fucking. Like e- even if, even we're at the we're at the humber level, we're making you know a dozen gallons a batch, and we're mm-hmm. trying to put it out there. Jesus Christ, man, we're talking. It's it's. It's a car payment. It's a car payment to make that. Three, three and a half barrels of my triple IPA beyond Pluto. Put a price tag on my hops. Oh, shit, man. I don't... <laughs> three barrels would be like. Three and a half barrels. Closing in on a. Closing in on a grand? You're high hundreds, if not low thousands? Yeah. 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 That's, and, that's, and that's what I'm saying. Like. That right for there. three barrels of beer, for just yeah. hops, you still got to buy the grain and the yeast, yeah, spending right. money on the water. Right. So you're spending you're spending two G's on three barrel, three and a half barrels. That's what ticks me off even yeah. worse than to- the why there's so many IPAs. Is people just assuming it's because it's anybody? Oh, it's make. easy. You just and it's, it's the and same that, people. That, that confusion is like because you can cover off some off flavors with hops, but like yeah, but to make a yeah. good IPA is still just as hard as making a good anything else yeah and it's still it's rather expensive because of the hops, and right? you're not covering you're not covering up because you, 
even when you're dry hop, you're not covering up any any oxygen intake. Right. Correct. And, I don't, that's what I was going to say. You're yeah. not covering up hop burn. There's no way to cover up hop burn. There's no way to cover up hop creep. Like it's just it's it's, it's an ignorant statement to make to say yeah. oh it's just easy to make. No, it's not. If you want to if you want to look at it, the cheapest and easiest beer to make is a lager. It just takes time. It just takes time, and, and it's not easy, control. and it's yeah. still not easy yeah. Yeah. because your water profile and it, this so. and your temperature control all matter. Like it's yeah. it's fuck it, that yeah. person. It's just something, <laughs> like even the even the wire eight over ten taps is it's offensive. It's an offensive <laughs> statement just yeah. to say why is eight out of ten. Yeah. So what we just read the market share is still forty percent on that. It's dying right. off, and it's still forty percent. Right. Exactly. And then like, and I think that number is low. I yeah. Honestly, it's just it do. A scotch of research and just don't make the ignorant statement. Right. It, it takes yeah. two seconds to be like, hey, why are IPAs so popular? You'll find 50 yeah. fucking articles. That I Honestly, and, and it, I think you say that, I literally just Googled 2022 trends to have a discussion point here. I had, I think it was 120 articles to pick from, and I read 12 of them. And then and 12 of them all had IPAs ranking it's, almost half ooh. of... Because of the price point that and consumers are willing to pay. What I've seen is like people will say, "Well, oh, well, I'd like a banana raspberry sour on." Well, that's right. really limiting market for yeah. small yeah. brewery. Very much so. That's you. Yeah. Like that's you caring about you're, you, and you're looking seeing, at you're looking at a spec yeah. in the matter of you know I can fit by fire code eighty two people here. Right. Okay, am I going to cater to the one guy that wants a banana raspberry smoothie sour, or am I going to make five IPAs that? 55 people every time they step through the door are going to buy. I do have yeah. a nice thing to say to that one person. Okay. Maybe try homebrewing. Yeah. Then you can make whatever the fuck you want for right. yourself. And you can see how fucking expensive it if is. If you're that yeah. annoying, though, don't come to me. No. no. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, please, please, yeah. please come ask me why 8, eight yeah. out of 10 of my taps are IPAs. Because I will explain to you, until yeah. you're ready to pay my bills, so go get the, fucked. Then the flip side of that coin is, well maybe an American lager. And it's like, well, there's big fucking companies that get paid billions of dollars. You yeah. already fucking do that. Go, right. Good. Buy, Good go buy a case for 20 bucks. Yeah. Like, and there, there's a market for you. If you want craft lager, there's also, if you're in a big yeah. enough city, yeah. there's craft lager. And if you guys, so and this is a preview for our next episode too. If you want to find out why those big craft, or big craft breweries can punch out all those light beers for a low cost you're going to find out in the next episode because we're going to have that discussion as well it's called second runnings yeah absolutely yeah and um (laughs) it's 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 a conversation that needs to be had because i don't think people understand why they can get a a case of budweiser or bud light for 25 dollars and they can't you mean they they haven't realized why cooler's banquet and cooler's light Taste almost that's exactly not, the same. That's yeah. not a way. That's not even a beer way, question. You just need to take an economics class. Way, Go take macroeconomics. You mean to tell me uh-huh. that you found out that yeah. Cooler's Banquet is actually just the underwater version of Cooler's Light? Shh. Oh, sorry. Shh, 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 shh. What did you secrets. do? Did you Industry Google secrets. something? Industry secrets. Industry secrets. Sorry. We have to stop before the cease and desist comes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck them. So... We oh. are at the end of the show. But Matt, there's so much more Miller Lite than MGD. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? I will fight them in I, the street, naked. I want to see that. Dana, Dana White, there's money on the table. 
So we are at the end of the show here. This discussion has been fantastic. Again, Ben, Stefan, Arbery, and Joel, thank you so much for having us here in your new space. Thanks for having me. We wish you nothing but luck here and prosperity and income and more beers and more collabs. We will be, we will be patronizing say, frequently. He, the first he, he talks like he's not coming back. Yeah. You're going to be here fucking three days <laughs> from now. He's gonna be <laughs> I'll be back here with a camera in your face. Like, yeah. Tell everybody you love yeah. it. <laughs> so before we sign off here, I wanted to, uh, again, we've been kind of floating out there. Ben, Stefan, what's on tap and where can you find us? So what I want to know real quick again just a couple beers are going to be on the opening lineup and your social media, again, so people know where to find you. Yeah, so social media, Arboretum Trail Brewing Co. on Instagram and Facebook, and then uh, website, Arboretum Trail Brewing Company.com, or I'm sorry, Arboretum Trail Brewing.com um, for the website uh, on tap. So Treetop Sunrise, our blonde with Laurel Hops, uh, re enlisted our flagship IPA. Uh, there will be Black Tie Formal, which is a barrel aged stout. Um, dad's hat rye whiskey barrel aged uh, I'm trying to remember 12 and a half percent stays on that one's called the uber request yeah, yeah. <laughs> oops all ubers yeah. <laughs> Cow, cowgirl candy is going to be on there Saison's going to be on there uh, the triple IPA collab with Junior Brothers is going to be on there um, the breweries in PA pale ale collab is going to be in there um, we did a golden a British golden ale um, with Mondays, that's nice. going to be on tap. There you go, logger lovers. That's close. There it is. There Try you go. That out. Not really, but it's <laughs> good as you're getting right um, now. Depending on how quick this comes, uh, my uh, make peace not war uh, collaboration is going to be on tap. It's called cascading. Cool. Um, and I. That's probably about as much as I can cram out there. Awesome, in man. the first week. What a great lineup. Not all IPAs, by the way, so fuck you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Adam, we have some things coming up here. You have some awesome things coming out of the Brew Lab. So what is on tap and where can you find us? Yeah, we still got Thick Flare, the Pink Starburst. Woo! Milkshake IPA. Um, you can't do that. It'll be featured at... <laughs> <laughs> it'll be featured at the uh, National Hair Convention and just bottles available if you want to try it out. Do you offer, offer you any bottles? Oh, absolutely, all the time. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. I work there. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing Ben bottles of it. And we also have the Make Peace Not War that Ben's getting bottles of tomorrow yes. of both of these. Sorry, Ben, I had to work today and didn't get a chance to bottle up before I drove out here. Um, Suckered him into it. But I'll get you some. Um and that's it. I mean, those two are on. Kicking Kitty, our, our Mocha Porter is still on. I do need to kick that kick. So, so slide in the DMs. Grabbing some. Yes. If you do want any, like, that's kicking this week for sure. And that's it. Um, we're going to be hitting uh, – we're doing another batch of the cream ale to keep pumping that out there. And then a little bit of Retired Double Agent, our Jalapeno Pineapple IPA Wonderful. is getting brewed up next week. Oh, so. when's that happen? Oh, next Friday. Ooh. Yeah, baby. Right. It's a banger, too. And so you know what's going on with Ben Stefan down here at Arboretum Trail. You can use Arboretum Trail Brewing Co. on all social media, Facebook, Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget about his website, Arboretum Trail Brewing Co. Company. Arboretum Trail Brewing. Dot com. Dot com. That's the company part. Yeah. yeah. Company. If yeah. you want to know what's going on with Adam down the brew lips, at Bash underscore Brew on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. He's also on Untapped. And if you know what's going on with the boys down here in the Jojatorium, we are at DecayNWTB on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Do not forget to send in your questions, comments, and whatever to DecayNWTB at gmail.com. Do not forget that we have a Red Bubble where dad hats are always $19.52. And 
Do not forget to buy your Make Peace Not War beer from Adam. And, and soon to be Ben. Soon to yeah. be Ben. All this money is going to the Ukraine. We need to support the people who need us the most. And if we can do it through the things that we love, like beer and podcasting, we want to do that. So again, follow all of us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and get this beer. So from the lovely new space of Arboretum Chell Brewing to wherever you guys are on this lovely Sunday listening to this episode or Monday watching us, until next time, cheers. 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 Actually, OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> Only cans. Only cans, baby. Only cans. All right, let's do let's do round two. Butthole. <laughs> <laughs> oh.